All right, welcome to the Sell by Being Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, the podcast where we learn from people in all walks of life who sell things through the lens of human connection. We can learn human skills from people all around us. This is the place where I will bring the very best of those people together. This is a, a real, you know, kind of important moment in this the, the podcast journey. Like uh, I was just joking with this guest. Uh, she was my first guest on uh, the, the the first podcast I launched called Stories of Selling Human. It's the same same basic theme, but this is the first episode of the new title, and and it's just closer to kind of the the theme and the essence of why I started the podcast. And you know, really, this this person reached out to me cold on LinkedIn almost three years, more than three years ago, I think. And it's crazy that we've known each other that long, and we just met in person for the first time after three years uh, two weeks ago in Austin, Texas at the Sales Success Summit. But this person has had a long history in recruiting and talent development. She is currently the Vice President of Recruiting and Talent Strategy at the Sales Collective. And she's been a recruiter for so many great organizations and also you know, in the, uh, in the realm of helping great salespeople find their next great opportunity. I am so, so honored and blessed to have yet again, Tabitha Kavanaugh to the podcast. Welcome, Tab. How are you? Alex, that was quite the introduction. I love it. Now, this is, like you said, a full circle moment that just feels so good. When you said that, I got chills because you never know when you cross paths with someone where that's going to go. Is it going to just be one tiny moment in time? Is it going to be for a longer season? And so the fact that I've gotten to keep you in my life and then meet you in real life just recently is super, super cool. And so I feel so honored to be here and just have this discussion and hopefully the right people will hear it at the right time. And, uh, they can walk away with something special because of it. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. I, you know, I, I feel like it, you know, is like, I'm not super, like super spiritual, but like few people come into your orbit for different reasons, a season, a lifetime. I think for you, like, you know, like I was just re-listening to our episode, like you only found me because I made a decision uh, to uh, take someone up on an offer to sell them on LinkedIn Live, where people could like uh, join in and you could pitch that that sales trainer live. And I, it was really scary for me to do. I did it. Um, nothing came out of it with that sales trainer necessarily. Um, you know, we know each other, but more so the probably the most important thing Thing probably that came of it was was you reaching out and saying that you saw me and and then becoming the first guest on the podcast and kind of a relationship afterwards. So I love the line in your LinkedIn profile. It says like I believe in building meaningful relationships. They make the world go round. I couldn't agree more. And um, yeah, so so thanks so much, Tab, for for joining this again today. You know, I think people can learn so much from you and your approach to recruiting. And and like I said in the beginning. I think people all around us, look, we're all in sales and I'm, I'm really interested about like people that, you know, maybe don't consider as that title of salesperson, but they're doing things to create change and they're building meaningful connections. Like you say in your LinkedIn profile and, and adding this like human element to kind of what they do. So we'll, we'll really learn a lot about that today. Before I do though, I have to ask you this question. We're going to ask everyone this question. So if you're listening to this, You've probably heard me ask it on the prior podcast name, but we're going to kind of dig into it a little bit more on this podcast. And it's just the question off of the title tab. When I say the the term sell by being human, what does that mean 
to you when you hear it? I love that question because I think that being human is comprised of so many things. We are gifted different things in this life, different talents and different ways of being. And we're also a collection of all of the different experiences we've had, all the people that we've crossed paths with. So who I am today as a human is very much influenced by 38 years of of being on this planet. And so I think sell by being human is is just that. It's taking all of those things and using your own voice and, and the collection of all of the different experiences and people that have crossed paths with you and, and do that, right? Because I remember when I first got into recruitment, my leader at the time, he was so, he was a Southern gentleman. He was so well-spoken. Everything that came out of his mouth in my brain was like perfect, right? I was like, man, how does he how does he even speak like this? Like, I don't understand. And I remember when I would try to sound like him to the point where I was using words that he would use that would never normally come out of my mouth, like folks, which I can't even say that word, like F-O-L-K-S, you know, folks. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, that's a cool word and all, but that's not, that's not me. And so I found that the more that I leaned into my own voice and figuring out my approach, that was what made me so special in the recruitment realm. And that was cool because you have all these people around you telling you that be more of this, be less of that. Like you're too much or you're too little. And, and I just found that when I showed up as me, I was both attracting and repelling the right people at the same time. And that was super cool. Mm. Yeah. I like that last thing you like repelling the, 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 the people that are wrong and that like really don't need to, Um, be in your orbit or people that are you know kind of like uh criticizing just to criticize and to like poke needles at you um and i think it's so important like i think people are like okay um yeah build relationships i get that but how is that different than being human what you just said is like we all have these unique things that's what i'm so curious about like like if you have these unique traits that doesn't mean I have to copy them, but I can learn from them. Like how you access those things that are you, like that that change that you made, you know, like a girl from the, no- the North, like needing to say y'all or folks or like, you know, um, you know, I don't know what else you were trying to say from him. But like, I think maybe like, yeah, it's probably interesting to me to where you kind of made that change and maybe some of the questions you were asking yourself and some like, if you if you did that yourself or if you worked with other people so yeah before i get into like what's changed since uh again like three years since we've last talked to each other i'm I'm sure so much has happened in your career you've had a couple um you know jobs since then um yeah maybe touch on that like um you know when you when you say that really knowing like who you are and leaning into that and attracting the right people repelling the people that don't need to be in your orbit do you think that there's something that helped you kind of find that in yourself and maybe you're probably still still doing that really it's ne- never something that you totally learn and that's it what what are things right. that have helped you in that journey to kind of lean into more of what makes tab you yeah no it's a great question you know god definitely is huge in my life and so i found that the more that i leaned into my faith the more i felt comfortable not being equipped as well and so it was like a mix of all these things of okay i'm constantly trying to equip myself but i'm also constantly not equipped enough but the experiences i've been through 
just keep taking me to that next level. I know like I wake up every day and I just pray to meet the right person, the right people, like put the right person in my path that either needs to meet me today or that I need to meet today for some reason. And that's like what I say every single day because connection is everything to me. And I, I've, like you said in my profile, I say it, a meaningful connection makes the world go round because it does. I think people need people. I know people need people. And so the more that I really honed in on just being myself and to be honest, it has been such an evolution and I'm not always comfortable but I had to step outside of my comfort zone on a daily basis. I mean, when I first started in recruitment, I was recruiting in IT and gaming, which I'm laughing because I didn't know anything about those industries. I also didn't know anything about being a recruiter. I mean, I had the skills, but I had to translate those and then figure out, okay, how do I do this new thing? So all at once, things were happening. I just finished chemo for cancer. Um, I came out of that and was like, oh my gosh, okay, what does life look like? What am I supposed to do now? And what I knew was that I wanted, I was good at building relationships. And so I just kept leaning into that, leaning into that. So again, taking the talents that I know that I just innately have, um, you know, I've, I've leaned into being a better communicator and not perfect, but I've, I've really leaned into those things. So finding other people along the way too, people like you, people like Jack Wilson. I mean, I think of um, one thing that Jack said to me a few years ago, which was do tab things. And that almost gave me the confidence and the permission of sorts as well to just continue to lean into who I am. Because when we're, you know, you're you and I'm me. And, and when we are just who we are in our own little bubbles, sometimes it feels like what we are is not special because we're so used to it. Like, so you almost take for granted those talents and those skills because you're like, oh, doesn't everyone know how to do this type of thing? And then you realize the more and more people that you meet, you're like, wow, okay, maybe I'm on to something. And I just realized it's okay. Like some people are not going to like me along the way. And, and if that's the case, it's, it's okay. I, I need to just keep doing what I feel is right and where I'm being called and where I'm feeling led to go. So that's, that's kind of my approach. <laughs> you know, when you say like do tab things and it's such a great quote, like, I think that's, that's one thing that everybody can like ask themselves, like, what are those things? Like, and maybe if you ask your friends, like, Hey, like to your closest friends, people in your family, like, what are, what are Alex things? What are tab things? Like yeah. when you think of tab, like, what are those things that like you make you think of me or like you think I'm good at, like, cause I can't see it in myself. Like I need help you know, go out and do that, you know? And I, I think a lot of people are maybe afraid to share those things on LinkedIn because just what you said is like the curse of knowledge. Like they think, oh, like this is just basic. This stuff is like common sense or common knowledge. If if you're in business today and you're not doing these things and you're totally lost, but like, you know, like you you just never know. Like when you, you wake up, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, the, everyone out there doesn't have to wake up and pray to, to meet the right person or for the right person to meet them. I know that's your kind of thing, but they can yeah. say, hey, like <clears throat> who could benefit from where I'm at? There's always someone ahead in their career than you and then always someone behind in their career than you. Like it doesn't, it's, we never like reach some plateau where, you know, like someone can't learn from us or that we can't learn from someone else. So it's like, there's, there's no harm in, in, in kind of like just sharing those things. And if people are going like, okay, like seriously, what is tab talking about recruiting? Like, this is like, this is like common knowledge and be like, okay, great. Like move on. Like you, right. you, you, you I, I think it's so important to like repel those people that, you know, maybe 
aren't in your, you know, in your camp and that's okay. That's totally fine. Like is, you know, as long as it's, you're, you're doing it for something that feels good to you or feels close to who you are, that's all that really matters. Right. Like, yeah, I think there's something and someone out there for everyone. Right. And it's just a matter of whether or not we feel brave enough to put ourselves out there. And again, attract that into our orbit. A story that just came to mind that I wanted to share quickly was there's a a gal a few years ago on LinkedIn who sang her resume. And I thought that was the coolest thing because no one was doing that. She was, she played piano. She had a beautiful voice and she's like, I'm looking for a job. How can I take the things that I'm good at, combine them to make this other output that will hopefully help me find a job? And it's exactly what she did. So her name is Paige and Paige sang what she was good at, created a little jingle, put it out there, ended up on talk shows, ended up, I think, getting hired at Zoom, I want to say. And I'm pretty sure she's still there. I think of her all the time because of how cool that was. And you don't see that very often. So it's like, what are you good at that you can then in turn use to help you do the other thing that you're trying to do, whatever that is? So... Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> uh, that's I'm glad you told it because I think we all could like think of like what is what are things are we good at that we could use to help in that other thing that we want out of our careers, life, whatever. And I'm sure there are people that came on. Oh, this isn't professional. This isn't you know like no no recruiter should look at this or this this will take too much time. And I'm sure there's critics out there, but like you know she 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 obviously won in the end. So yeah, let's kind of transition to like what's happened the last few years. You know, if you can think till like back to 2020. So it's May of 2020. You know, yeah, what are what are some things that you've like learned along the way? I'm I'm sure you have like oh my gosh, you, you know, every year, every every posi- new role. Has there any anything been like a theme over the last couple of years that you think like this kind of stage in your career that you learned kind of as a recruiter or maybe even as a as a job seeker? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so many things flooding my brain. I mean, recruitment in general just requires a certain level of resiliency, um, like sales, right? Recruitment is, is a version of, of that. And you're constantly, I mean, I have to reach out to people. I get rejected. Um, I have to get up and try again. Sometimes you get to what you think is the finish line where an offer is coming and the position gets put on hold and then you have to tell everyone, you know, in your in your pipeline, like, hey, I'm so sorry that you just interviewed five times and now we can't Ugh. continue to move forward. Or maybe an offer was supposed to be accepted and then that person just kind of didn't disclose all the information and then all of a sudden they're not interested in the job for whatever reason. Mm. And so it's all those things of figuring out how to be curious enough, um, keep it conversational enough that that people you're constantly building building that trust and so i mean as you mentioned i let's see when we last spoke i think i was with something new so that was an agency and from there i wanted to get into healthcare recruitment as a cancer survivor i felt like that was just something i at least needed to try i needed to get into the healthcare space see if i could recruit people in that was going to make a difference in some type of innovative uh, healthcare company. So I did that. I went and I got a contract somewhere for a little while that was supposed to turn full-time, but as things happen in recruitment, as you know, uh, positions, uh, contracts end all the time. And so that's what happened with that opportunity. And so I went into another one. I actually went to work for a competitor um, to, again, just keep, keep in that area. And then 
it just, it didn't work out again. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. Um, <laughs> not for me, but keep moving. And so recruiters are some of the first to go, no matter how well you're performing, uh, it does not matter if the company doesn't need to hire anymore, forget it. Right. So it led me back to working with a former leader. The one I mentioned earlier that I, that I started my recruitment career with, which was so cool. And then I made one of the hardest and arguably dumbest decisions of my career, but I don't regret it to go over and be the head of talent at Fringe. And that's where I got to work with Jack Wilson and do all these cool things. But again, hiring went on a freeze. And so I switched actually over to sales for a little bit. And I was like a SDR, BDR there and, and doing some fun stuff. But it's just been crazy. It's been a ride. And now where I'm at is back in the sales realm, recruiting salespeople, sales leaders. And I'm so excited. I'm just excited to be back in recruitment. Took a short stint to do a contract for a global employer branding opportunity, which was insane. I mean, as you can hear, it's like all over the place. But, you know, my career has been a zigzag. And I'm totally cool with that because I have just collected, collected, collected at every single place that I went to. And so every new organization that that gets to work with me at any given time, like I get to give all of that to them. And it's just a collection of, of really interesting experiences and more and more connections along the way, of course. So yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me think like in this economy, like, you know, while COVID's going on and even post COVID, you're right, like organizations are kind of like, there's so much uncertainty out there. They 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 want to hire, then they don't. Like maybe funding stops, and they're they're they ramping up. Now they're not, and like recruiting's going. So like people, I I remember working for Monster. They'd be like, oh, we don't want the job hoppers, right? We don't want people that are, you know, kind of going from one thing to another. Like they don't know if they're going to be loyal to us. But you know, majority of the time, just what you 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 said. I mean. A lot of it's either out of your control or, you know, it's just like you think you're you're taking a good opportunity and then, you know, things change and it has no fault of your own. You're you're just trying to navigate your career and going to, you know, what's what you feel like is best at the time. But like what you just said, you're collecting so much along the way. And so, like, I think that stigma needs to totally end. And, you know, I'm glad to see, like, some of the stuff that you you put out on LinkedIn and some of the, the things you're mentioning here, uh, you know, about about doing that. This is my, I mean, really quick, this is my third, I just started my third job of 2023 mm. because of how crazy the market has been. Mm. So it's, I mean, someone will look at my resume and say, this girl's a job hopper and completely skip over me. And that probably has happened unknowingly which is why building those connections are so meaningful because people that have actually gotten to know me, people that have worked with me, people that have interviewed me on podcasts, things like that, and keeping those relationships going, not just saying, okay, we chatted one time, then yeah, sometimes it happens like that where you never talk to the person again. Um, but generally, if you go into every conversation with the mindset of how can I leave this better than I found it? How can I leave this person better than I found them? That's how we make the world better, one person at a time. So I think with that approach, I've built really great relationships to the point that, you know, gaming people from six years ago still reach out to me because they think of me as the person, the recruiter, when they're thinking of the recruitment space. And that to me is just such a blessing and an honor. Like I'm blown away every time. And I'm like, this is so cool that people keep reaching out to me. And, and I just do my best to cultivate those relationships and they just turn in. I have so many cool stories, but I'm going to let you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I could I could like do a whole series on you. I feel like, 
you know, if you if you had to think of all those times, like, because, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine like as a recruiter, like you, you probably even get more rejection as than a salesperson on a daily basis because you're just reaching out to tons of candidates to try to to to, to bring them in. Half the time, they're probably maybe in a, something that that's that they are, you know, they're happy with. They don't want to make a move. And you're trying to take someone away who's completely like it's a lot different, like selling a career or a job. It's, it's a major life change. You're selling like a uh, like, uh, you know, a, 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 a true connection and a calling and, a you know, kind of like a, a, you know, a major, major shift in someone's life when when you're selling a new position to somebody. Um, so, you know, kind of, yeah, tell help me kind of like, you know, if I had to just kind of like a lens on some of those like little interactions you do to either keep keep a, up a relationship with maybe an organization that had um, rejected you or maybe even a candidate that like uh, it wasn't the right moment. Like, what are some of those moments? Like, what would those moments look like? Whether it's like LinkedIn messages or notes that you write, like, what do you think uh, I would see in, in some of those like human interactions in those situations. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not afraid to reach out to people. I don't care what their title is. Um, I mean, I care that they've worked for something and that they yeah. might be proud of that, but I'm personally not like, Oh, they're a CEO. Can't talk to them. They're too far above me. So I think that's the first mindset hurdle or hack or whatever you want to call it is that like, we're all people. And I laugh at this because it's so cliche, but like we all put our pants on pretty much the same way, right? There might be some uh, variations there, but generally like we all are just human waking up, doing our day-to-day things like everybody else. And so it's just taking that kind of an approach. I use voice memos a lot because I want people to hear my personality. I want them to hear my voice. I want them to hear my energy and my intention. I want them to know that, hey, if you're totally happy where you are, that is so cool. And I'm rooting for you because everyone should be that happy at their job. And so I think it's the approach of I'm not trying to flip them and turn them around. If they tell me they're really happy and they don't want to consider a new opportunity, I'm not like, well, have you considered? I mean, (laughs) I don't really do a lot of pushback because I might ask a question or two to dive a little bit deeper and then have someone, you know, answer that if whatever they might say. Like I know a guy recently said he was interested, then he wasn't, then he was. And like, you could tell he was really conflicted. And I was like, it's cool. Like you're happy where you are. That's awesome. That's why I'm reaching out because I want to help people find alignment and it is really a two-way street. So I think that whole approach, um, that first and foremost really helps me. From there, especially once I get in with someone, maybe they're like, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more then I always send an email that lays out like, here's my approach. Here's what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm transparent. I'm looking for proactive communication. Like you caught my eye, this opportunity maybe caught yours. So let's unpack that. And then, you know, finally come as you are, however that might be show up as you, because from there I can kind of read into that a little bit. I can ask my questions. Like this one guy showed up totally defeated to a phone screen one time. You could just hear it in his voice. He was just deflated. And I was, I called it out and I, you know, there's a sensitivity around it, right? Like you have to kind of be careful. I don't want to offend anyone, but I sort of just say that. I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm going to call something out here. I, if if you don't want to go there, please tell me. Um, But I did, I called it out and we ended up unpacking why he was feeling that way. And I was like, all right, cool. So now that we've gotten that, like kind of, out of the way in a good way. Let's restart. 
this interview. Okay. And he was like, all right, cool. And we started off on such a different foot when we sort of refreshed. And from there, I was able to get him into the interview process. And it doesn't have a super happy ending in terms of he didn't end up getting the job, but he he got a chance, which is something that he wasn't getting. And that in turn gave him hope and totally turned around how he was looking at the situation. So I think just being really conscious of hearing what's going on on the other end and not just accepting the, hey, how are you today? Good? Oh, yeah. How are you? Good? Awesome. Cool. Let's move on. It's like dive a little bit deeper. And, you know, those voice memos help me do that. Not only is it generally teaching someone a new feature of LinkedIn that they haven't even known about before, but again, it's making them feel some type of way. So it's that quote, right? It's not necessarily, you're not going to remember how some, what someone said, but you're going to remember how they made you feel. And so my goal is to always make someone feel some type of way. And I think that really helps me with the longevity and my relationships because people know that I really care. And because of that, I have people that I met a woman this morning on LinkedIn. She was a referral to me, had never met me before. She's like, man, I really wish I would have met you a few weeks ago. I just accepted a new job. I said, no worries. Let's stay in touch. I'll check in and see how your job's going in a few weeks. Um, And not for this role, but just to see, like, just to see how you're liking it, you know, stuff like that. And because of just the few minutes I spent with her, she referred me to another friend that she thought would be a good fit for the position that I'm working on. And that happens all the time with this type of an approach, with a real human to human approach, right? I don't have an angle. I'm not trying to talk you into this job or make you take a pay cut or make you do something you don't want to do. I'm just there to listen and help you unpack things that maybe no one has ever asked you before. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so huge. I think when you can call someone, like if you can just pause, like what recruiter, like if you're listening to this, when was the last time you were interviewing for a job and you maybe felt a little nervous and you were kind of like not as prepared, maybe like you stumbled or whatever. And someone just stopped and paused and say, Hey, I'm, I'm noticing maybe something's a little off here. I'm sensing this. If I'm wrong, you can tell me, um, if not, we can keep going. But if, if it's all right with you, can we just pause, unpack it? Let's talk about it and then we can address it and then kind of move forward. Is that cool? Like asking for their permission and you'd be like, Oh my God, that person saw me. Like, I can't even believe this. Like I thought, I'm in this interview and it's like truth or die. Like, it's like, I need to perform or else. And like, you know, those recruiters where like, you know, nothing against, you know, their approach, like they're just kind of taking it. Like I'm, I'm weeding out people in terms of, instead of like, like, like you said, like really helping to understand the other person. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why the person caught your eye. I love that. I love that line where he was like, okay, there's something, you know, about you that caught my eye and, Maybe there's something that, um, you know, catches your eye about the job or something like that, because it's like, yeah, like there's there's clearly something. But then when when someone actually just it's not just about your paper resume or your qualifications, it's about you, the person and like even just the moment that we're in, the person goes, okay, yeah, I'm going to remember tab and maybe I want to help tab now. Like, even though I'm good, I want to help her because she was so like unique in, in their approach. And that's that's selling by being human, you know, that's, that's sales without having, I, I love that. Like, it's not like, oh, you, you don't want this job. Well, have you considered this industry or, you know, th- this does make six figures or we all know those, those, those things we get in LinkedIn. Hey, like I have a job you'd be perfect for. Here's, here's a, a link to the job. Let me know if you're interested. And like, you know, like, 
you know, I can find that anywhere. It's like that, that there, there's a dime a dozen. Like, what, why did you reach out to me, like, specifically? And not just, hey, I saw your profile. You'd be a perfect fit. Let me know if you're interested. And like, no, like, this job specifically needs this. And you you have this. And, and it looks like by the stuff you're putting out there, you care about this or you believe this or this is, like, what you really love to do. And this is why, like, you know, the founders or whatever – like this is exactly what they believe too. Like, and if you're if you're worth exp- if it's worth exploring, then then great. But if not, like, no harm, no foul. And you know, you just caught my eye because of these these things right here. And um, exactly, you know, yeah. So. When you put that out, you sort of like call the elephant out. No matter what side of the table you're sitting on, you call that thing out proactively. And that's exactly my approach. I'm like, hey, you did catch my attention. This in your background stood out to me. And I'm not going to say I I probably used to say that someone would have been like, you, you'd be a perfect fit for this when I was like newer in my career. I don't say that anymore. I say, hey, maybe this piques your interest too, the way that you've piqued yeah. mine or something to that effect, because I don't know anything about you yet yeah. other than what I maybe see on your resume, maybe what I see on your LinkedIn profile, which in some cases is not a lot. Right. And so you really have to dive in and I can't dive in with every single person right out there. But one thing that I started doing was um, in my like disposition, whatever you call it, some people call it rejection email, whatever, when I'm sending out to a candidate like, hey, this probably isn't the most aligned at this time, you know, if I can, I try to give them a reason why. Um, so they understand that I'm not just like haphazardly, you know, yeah. rejecting your application or that something's wrong with you, but rather like, this is what my client's looking for. And right now that's just not aligned, but hey, that's cool because there's gonna be more opportunities and I'd love to stay connected on LinkedIn. And I, um, especially on places like Indeed where technically it's like an anonymous rejection so they don't know that it's coming from me. I want them to know there's a real human behind it looking at their resume. Mm. So I do include some of those details. I include my name, I include Mm. my LinkedIn profile. And it's crazy how sometimes how little people will take advantage of that. but then those people that do, and because it's a two-way street too, I can't yeah. do everything, right? Yeah, like yeah. I do my best to put myself forward in a position to, to offer help to people, but they also have to take me up on it. And so I'm finding um, that some people are really starting to in, in those emails I've been sending out. And that's sort of a newer approach I'm taking, especially on the agency side. It's different a little bit on the corporate side, but um, where they can see you know your name a bit easier. But yeah, it's just... It's all about putting, I think, the other person first and like even in sales and you might be making a sale. It's like you call out a hesitancy. There's a reason for that, because if I don't catch it now, then I'm going to get to an offer stage. I'm going to make you an offer and you're going to decline it. And I could have uncovered that probably a few calls back. Something in my gut was telling me something in Mm. your voice was telling me, Mm. but I ignored it because I just not because I needed a commission or anything, but because it was just like you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. You just, you know, we've all been there in sales where we just kind of ignore some of those things. And the further along I've gotten in my career, I just stopped doing that. I just, I'm like this, I never want to fit a square peg into a round hole type of situation. And so just calling those things out, sometimes you can get past that hurdle and sometimes you can't, but it's like the earlier that you can discover those things, the better for everyone. Yeah. Um, man, you know, I feel like you have so much knowledge in the area of like job searching, recruiting. If, if, if I had to ask you, like, if, if you could change um, something about maybe it's one thing, maybe it's a couple things, what are the top things that come to mind when you think about how companies sell their job 
postings and or job opportunities to candidates and and what what are some things you might change about just the whole process in general about how companies like attract talent into their organization and try to sell them on the job yeah i love this question because a i just came from a global employer branding opportunity um where i spent four months like literally just learning how to speak even more deeply to potential candidates and then also right now what I'm doing and what I've done before too is rewrite job descriptions and turn them into job ads. So taking them from an internal document to more of a marketing collateral, mm-hmm. external mm-hmm. facing mm-hmm. Um, job ad that attracts and again, repels the right people. And so um, I think where a lot of companies are just getting it wrong is they're just posting a job description filled with like a ton of keywords and it's very one-sided. It's very like me, me, me. So it's taking that and turning it into like second person you language. It's making it all about the other person. Um, Why are you going to be excited to come to work every day if you come work for us? What are you excited to bring to this experience with you from your past experiences and really laying out that picture? And so the way that I do that, whether I'm on the agency or corporate side, is by having a qualifying call, basically like an intake call with a hiring manager, with a client, asking them a ton of questions about their business, about why they're even hiring for this role. Where do they see this role taking things um, within the company and and the impact that it will have and all of those types of things. So I'm gathering all this information and from there, then I'm turning it into a story and I'm telling a little bit more. You know, I'm recruiting for a client right now and I start out by talking about um, the summit that they host and how many attendees have come and, and kind of the who's who in the world that they exist in. And it starts by just telling the story, pulling someone in that's interested in events and meetings to give them a feel of like, imagine yourself in this setting um, and getting to expand on this. And so it's really painting that picture. Um, and a lot of job descriptions just miss the mark because again, it's just kind of one-sided. And sure, it might tell you like, the salary or the benefits or whatever. But at the end of the day, you're like, this sounds like the job description I just read and the one before that and the one before that. And eventually you get, you wonder why like unqualified candidates are applying quote unquote is because they're reading the same things over and again, over and over again, like their eyes are bleeding. They're just like, this is the same thing as they're not, how can they all be the same? It's because (laughs) organizations are afraid to tell their truth because they're afraid of losing candidates instead of, having two really solid applicants, they want to have 500. Yeah. But it's like, you don't need that many. You know, you don't. You just need someone that's aligned with your story who wants to be a part of it. So if you're like, you come work for us 90 hours a week and we're going to pay you a boatload of money, but you're going to work, 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 work. Tell that story because it's for someone. It's not for me. It's not, I'm a mom. I don't want to work 90 hours a week, you know, not having a life outside of work, but it's for someone. So whatever your story is, you just need to tell it. And that's where organizations, I think, are falling really, really short. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. Like, I feel like, uh, you know, you you just, again, whether you're posting a job ad or um, you're talking to a recruiter or, you know, talking to a candidate or you're uh, like selling something, it's like, how can I track the right people into uh, what I need? Like, like, what does that right person look like? You know, what would that right person be uh, doing? What would they be saying? What would that right person uh, like be asking me? Uh, and, and why would that right person, uh, you know, even even want 
what I have. Um, and, and I, you know, I just think it like when you look at it, like those lens, like, yeah, it becomes less of a, just like, these are the requirements. This is what is the bare minimum to come work here. Or this is the bare minimum of like, you know, maybe what you're selling of like, Hey, this is the bare minimum of kind of what I think you might need. Um, and this is what we have to, okay. Like, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're starting that conversation of actually trying to like, ask what that person um that individual person like really really cares about like what would attract them like why are the reasons why people you know buy what you have um and yeah i love that uh about the process i wish a lot i think people uh, companies could learn a lot from what you just said i would love to rewrite like any if, if someone's listening to this and, and they need help just tell them to reach out to me because i would love to help people get better at this it's it's really a shame because people are just like flying past each other without realizing whether or not they're actually a good fit um, because they're not getting specific enough on both sides. I see that on both sides, the candidate side too, when people are writing resumes, I'm seeing sometimes I'll follow up with a question like, Hey, I saw some things in your background, but this job really um, is a little bit more of this. Can you tell me a little bit more before we hop on a phone screen, maybe just dive in and they'll tell me all this stuff. I'm like, why wasn't that on your resume? when you're applying for a job like this. So when you're, when you are applying, I mean, it, I know it can be annoying to tailor your resume, but if you're applying for an events opportunity and you have events background, but you didn't put any of that on your resume, well, then there's a mismatch and I might fly right by you because you're not also putting the right things on your resume for me to recognize that you are actually the right fit for this opportunity. So it is it is really a two-way street and that's where i think the cover letter comes in quite nicely is not to regurgitate your resume but to tell that story that maybe didn't feel for whatever reason like you didn't have enough space or it didn't feel like you didn't have enough room you know to explain the entirety of it like that's where you take a cover letter and you use it to talk a little bit more about the thing that's going to help everyone connect those dots. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And just you could be succinct in a couple sentences and like say, hey, like this is about my background. This is specifically in the, the job ad you are looking for X, Y, Z or you believe X, Y, Z or this is like you think, you know, people that, you know, care about X, Y, Z are the people you're looking for. This is how what that looked uh, like for me in my career, this is how I did those things in my in in my past uh, past life, or how I do those things currently, and why I think it'd be great for us to to, to have at least a conversation because it's you know you, we're aligned. You know how do we get aligned that way? Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. So Tab, like as we kind of come to the the end of this thing, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, is like, is there any kind of like uh, I always like to you know kind of look for forward in the future like you know um you know kind of a couple years from now we talked about a couple years like prior to 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 now like in a couple years like you know what do you hope like you're 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 using these um these skills that you have building meaningful connections like what do you hope you're doing or using them in in service of or support of Um, yeah do you ever think about that i mean absolutely at the end of the day all i really care about is that that connection because Mm -hmm no one should have to go through this life alone. And at the end of the day, that's what I want people to feel like when they come to me is maybe they've never felt like they could trust a recruiter before, or maybe they've just felt lonely and like they didn't have someone in their corner who even saw them or believed in them. And so no matter what I'm doing, no matter where this life takes me, that's what I always want people to know and see in me is is that they can get that 
when they come to me. And yes, while I cannot possibly talk to every single human on the face of the planet, um, I do my best. Like every week, I'm very intentional about having conversations like this, whether it's on a podcast or whether it's just somebody random emailed me the other day that said they didn't even tell me who told them to reach out to me. They just said, hey, someone in my network told me to reach out to you and I'd love to chat. And that was pretty much all I got. And I was like, cool, let's set it up. (laughs) I feel like if you're reaching out to me and putting yourself out there, then again, like I can't do it all the time. But every single week I make time intentionally to talk to people that I've never met before that might not even be a good fit for any of the positions I'm currently working. But like everybody knows somebody. And I feel like as long as I'm always having impact, that's all I really care about is just leave it better than I found it. And I know that that'll be the, that's like my living legacy, no matter what kind of position I'm in. So that's what excites me. I love it, Tab. Well, um, you know, that's a great way to, to end off. Um, Tab, you've just been a pleasure. I'm so glad to, to keep knowing you after the, the, this many years. It's no wonder that I still do because of how you show up and, and you know, how you've left it better than you found, uh, found it. Um, where can people continue to like reach out to you, find you and, and get to know you a little bit more? Yeah, LinkedIn is pretty much where where I hang out. So you can search hashtag tab the recruiter or hashtag strong ass mindset. Those are two of the hashtags I use a lot. Um, Come to my page, check out my content. I'm generally posting about a variety of things from your career search to recruiters leveling up um, to my faith to things about cancer and health. so I'm a little bit all over the place, uh, which if you get to know me, you'll know is I'm just sort of a tangent type of person sometimes. Um, but all at the end of the day, I'm just trying to reach the right people at the right time with the right kind of message that's put on my heart. So um, you're stuck with me now, obviously, Alex. So uh, <laughs> too bad. I, you should never have answered me that one day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all good for it. Uh, can't wait for the next time we get to, to hang out in person and, and, and big hugs all around. Tab, the recruiter, Tabitha Kavanaugh. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for reaching out and for jumping on the podcast today. Thank you, Alex. You know, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate you. All right, you too. <laughs> Bye. Hey, gang. All right. Wow, you made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.